Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today there's some pretty big news from Avi Loeb again. Uh, he has reported that those metallic spheres that he uh, found in the Pacific Ocean are actually interstellar in origin. He has now uh, come to the conclusion that that's what they are. Now, it's still not determined whether they were uh, manufactured by extraterrestrials or if there's some sort of a natural kind of uh, object that's not known. Uh, but anyway, here's an article that appeared in USA Today. It says, metallic spheres found on Pacific floor are interstellar in origin, Harvard professor says. Ever since he learned about the strange meteor falling to Earth, astrophysicist Abby Loeb has been determined to discover whether it was indeed an extraterrestrial artifact that had crashed into the Pacific Ocean. Now, this happened in 2014, actually. There was something that came down in, uh, in the Pacific Ocean, and uh, Loeb believed that it could be extraterrestrial. He, thought, he believed that it was something that from outside of the solar system, and he wanted to investigate, and he did earlier this year. And uh, actually, I just want to make clear, I, I want to correct myself. I believe the last time I talked about, talked about this in a podcast, I said 2016. It was 2014 when this uh, strange meteor came crashing down. Anyway, it says here, now the professor and theoretical astrophysicist at Harvard University says he and a team of scientists are one step closer to making that determination after they retrieved suspected remnants of the meteor in June off the coast of Papua New Guinea. On Tuesday, Loeb said in a media release that early analysis suggests that those small metallic objects actually are interstellar in origin. The findings may not yet answer the question of whether the metallic spheres are artificial or natural in origin, but Loeb insists that the team is now confident that what they found is unmatched in any existing alloys in our solar system. This is a historic discovery because it represents the first time that humans put their hands on materials from a large object that arrived to Earth from outside the solar system, Loeb wrote on Tuesday on Medium, where he has been documenting the expedition and resulting studies. The success of the expedition illustrates the value of taking risks in science despite all odds as an opportunity for discovering new knowledge. Now let me just stop there for a second. It is a historic discovery for him. Uh, and his team. However, I just want to say that it is not the first time that humans put their hands on materials uh, from a large object that arrived to Earth from outside the solar system. Uh, I believe that there they, that this has happened a number of times. Uh, for instance, uh, with crash retrievals of, of objects that were obviously manufactured by extraterrestrials, uh, most certainly in uh, other solar systems. Uh, but this is the first time publicly that we could say that uh, we have something that is interstellar. And uh, so in a way, he's right. And in a way, he's wrong. <laughs> it's publicly, as we know. But I'm sure, as a lot of us are sure, that there have been other things that uh, humans have ha laid their hands on that were not uh, made uh, in this solar system. But this is the first time publicly that a scientist has stayed, was able, is able to show with his uh, research and uh, to, that this stuff is not from this solar system that he found. There's these little nodules that they scraped up from the bottom of the ocean floor near Papua New Guinea, and now he's saying that these things are most certainly not from our solar system. Anyway, it continues here with this article. It says, metallic objects found on ocean floor during two-week mission. Led by Loeb, the team of scientists and researchers hired EOS expeditions and embarked in June aboard a boat called the Silver Star bound for Papua New Guinea. It was north of the country where for two weeks the crew financed with $1.5 million 
from entrepreneur Charles Hoskinson sought to retrieve any remnants they could find of an unusual meteorite they named IM-1 that had crashed into Earth's atmosphere in 2014. Data from the media recorded by U.S. government censors were unnoticed, went unnoticed for five years until Loeb and Amir Siraj, then an undergraduate student at Harvard, found it in 2019 and published their findings. It wasn't for another three years, however, that the U.S. The United States Space Command announced in a March 2022 letter to NASA that the object came from another solar system. The re revelation was vindication for Loeb, co-founder of the Galileo Project, a research program at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics dedicated to the scientific search for alien technology. Seven months later, he and his team were 53 miles off the coast of Manus Island, combing more than 100 miles of ocean floor with a sled full of magnets attached to a winch on the deck of a ship. As fortune would have it, they found what they were looking for, more than 700 sub-millimeter-sized spherules through 26 runs with the sled that are so minuscule as to require a microscope to see. This is a historic discovery marking the first time that humans hold materials from a large interstellar object, Hoskinson said in a statement. I am extremely pleased with these results from this rigorous scientific analysis. Okay, now uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of the article. Of course, I'll leave the link so you can check it out for yourself. But uh, Loeb actually had his own, uh, on, his, on Medium, he published his findings and there's a lot of scientific uh, data in there. Uh, and he closed, the, clo he closed out his, his little article that he wrote that was published today. And of course, I'll leave the link for this too so you can check it out. And he talked about all the issues that they had in trying to do this. You know, the, the, it was, it was an endeavor that was, you know, a lot of difficulty uh, uh, it, it, a lot, and challenges that, that, it, that they faced. Uh, but he also said this. He added this. He said, I could have decided not to pursue this project because of the extreme pushback from, quote, experts, end quote, on space rocks who were, quote, sick about hearing Avi Loeb's wild claims, quote, according to a New York Times article and a New York Times magazine profile. I wish... The, so he was he's basically slapped, uh, throwing it back into the astronomers' faces who told him that this was all a waste of time and they're sick of hearing about things that he's doing. Uh, because again, like I was just talking about recently, these people sit back in their armchairs and do nothing while real scientists like Abby Loeb go out in the field and, and, and actually do science. Anyway, he says, I wish, these <laughs> I wish these astronomers happiness and prosperity. Now that we discovered spherules with an extrasolar composition near IM-1's path, they better retract their published claim that the U.S. Space Command overestimated IM-1's speed by a large factor and that IM-1 was a stony meteorite from the solar system. We now know that IM-1 was interstellar. Instead of rejecting the data, they would be better off revising their model. The success of the expedition illustrates the value of taking risks in science despite all odds as an opportunity to f for discovering new knowledge. They're calling the spherules Bela Lu, and that's based on, uh, it was, they, they were heavily enriched uh, with beryllium, uh, lanth lanthanum, and uranium. So that's why they're calling it that. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, smacking it back in their faces. Yeah, see, he was right all along, and they were wrong, uh, so... The discovered Bela Lu spherules provide a wake-up call from afar, urging astronomers to be more curious and open-minded. The name we assign to IM-1 sounds like IM-1, fittingly labeling the first recognized interstellar meteor, but also a member of large pop 
of a large population of similar objects. The second interstellar meteor, IM2, sounds like IM2. Finding the first and second ants in a kitchen is alarming because it implies many more ants out there. A random detection rate of once per decade for meteor-sized meteor, meteor sized interstellar, interstellar objects implies that a few million such objects reside within the orbit of the Earth around the sun at any given time. Some of them may represent technological space trash from other civilizations. During my re- routine jog at sunrise on the deck of Silver Star 1, which is where they were, when they went looking for it, that was the, the ship he was on, I was asked, are you running away from something or towards something? My answer was both. I am running away from colleagues who have strong opinions without seeking evidence, and I am running toward a higher intelligence in interstellar space. So there you go. uh, Avi Loeb just uh, smacked back at his colleagues who said it was all a waste of time. And uh, he's saying, ha, 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 I was right and you were wrong. Uh, Yeah, he is right. And again, I I still want to say, though, that uh, I believe that it will turn out. uh, I I already know. There's no question in my mind that we have retrieved uh, craft that was made outside of this solar system, someplace else. So... Uh, so he is right in one respect that it, yeah this is this is the first time scientifically and publicly that something has been stated like this that that it could be said but I believe that this happened a long time ago uh, that people have already come in contact with objects uh, that were not manufactured on in this solar system. Okay, now moving on, I want to talk about Ross Coltart. Um, <laughs> you know, just recently I I was talking about uh, Christopher Sharp the the reporter who who writes all these great articles for Liberation Times. Basically, I think of all the reporters out there, Christopher Sharp really has his finger on the pulse of what's going on in Washington, the machinations going on behind the scenes. But Ross Coltart, uh, he's he's more of a personality, a television personality, a, a, a investigative reporter. Looks for his life, he's done all kinds of investigations into different kinds of crimes, and now. Uh, he's very interested in UFOs and he's come to the conclusion that there is a cover-up and it's all real. So, and so Ross Coltart of, of all the faces you see on TV these days, he is, uh, he's, he, he, he's the, the, the top reporter talking about this publicly and he doesn't care what anybody thinks. Uh, and <laughs> he was recently approached by media watch at some Australian, well, Ross Coltart himself is from Australia, and there was this media watch group that contacted him, and they sent him questions, and he didn't re- he responded to them, but he didn't ask them he didn't answer their questions directly. Instead, he took offense to the way the questions were presented. So, and they actually did come uh, put out uh, a, a little video today, and I'll leave the link so you could check it out for yourself. Talking about this, they basically they brought on something. They basically they try to ridicule the whole thing and talk like how there's no proof and blah blah blah. Same old story that you always hear. They brought up some grinning moron sitting there talking about it. I'm not going to soil my podcast with any kind of information from that from that uh, little video that they put out. But I thought it was uh, again these the the mainstream media like I've always talked about. They just don't know what they're doing when it comes to this subject. They they just immediately side with the debunkers and and the government on this, on, on the Pentagon on this. That, that's what they do. They don't do any investigation. They have no idea what they're talking about. If they would study this, they would know. And Ross Coltart, obviously, at this point in his life, uh, he has studied this enough, and he has, he has a lot of contacts on the inside who are telling him things, and he's come to the conclusion that there is most certainly an extraterrestrial presence on this planet. 
or non or a presence that's non-human in origin now some people they're saying they don't know where they're from i i say they're extraterrestrial that's my belief maybe i'll be turn out that i'll be wrong at some point but i think that these things these beings are coming from other places in, in the galaxy or the universe but ross coltart has come to that conclusion and he believes people like david grush whistleblowers and uh he was very upset with some of the questions uh that were sent to him for media watch and he sent them a, a response and here were the questions <laughs> here, here was media watch's questions one why do you believe david grush's congressional congressional testimony when there is no first-hand evidence two do you believe alien spacecraft have visited earth three do you believe the united states government has retrieved alien spacecraft and bodies but covered up the evidence four do you know if an alien spacecraft is secretly held in the united states and if so why not reveal its location and five have you maintained your journalistic objectivity in covering david grush's claims so so they try this they try to you, you see you, you could tell just by the line of questions right where they're going with this they're going to get answers from him but they're going to uh, frame it in a way that makes him look foolish and stupid and and, and gullible and all, all that kind of stuff like 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 they always do but he responded in this way he and he, he wrote back to them uh, the tenor of these questions suggests that Media Watch has a preconceived agenda in how it will re report this issue. This is because Media Watch's questions are grounded in a false assumption. So yeah, he he recognized Coltart recognizes right off the bat where they're going with this interview. And if when you watch it, you'll see you'll you'll see they have they bring out Mick West to talk about it. They bring out Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's a complete idiot uh, when it comes to this subject, that to, to talk about it, making stupid statements. Stuff that we talked about a million times on this podcast, but it's the same old, same old. Anyway, and then Coltart continues as continues here. It says Media Watch's questions state as a fact that there is no firsthand evidence to support David Grush's allegations. Contrary to misreporting in some U.S. legacy media, there is firsthand evidence, and it has been presented under oath to the intelligence community inspector general in private hearings. The ICIG is the oversight body for the U.S. intelligence services i have confirmed this testimony with multiple sources directly and i have interviewed first-hand witnesses myself directly then he goes on the current uh, inspector general thomas monheim is still preparing his report into mr grush's allegations comprising both grush's complaint about reprisals against him for being a zealous uaptf investigator and whistleblower and also most importantly the inspector general is investigating mr grush's complaint that there has been a conspiracy with, within both the United States Defense Department and intelligence community and senior executives in private aerospace to illegally conceal a non-human intelligence, or NHI, crash retrieval program and reverse engineering program from congressional oversight. There's no question that there's a cover-up. None whatsoever. No question. If there's, they know that there's something here. They've been re re retrieving uh, objects that have come down to Earth that have crashed for whatever reason right it, it's rare it's not like people like uh neil degrasse tyson will, or, and others right will say it's just so crazy to think that these things will travel millions and millions of um, light years through space and then and then when they get here they crash well it's a very rare occurrence it's not like it's happening all the time comparatively uh when you look at the number of crash uh, potential crashes that have been uh that have uh, occurred it's the, the numbers like between 12 and 100 right over 112 or something like that over we don't really know what the number is right it's all anecdotal it's based on uh 
testimony from different insiders over the decades. We're not really sure, but we'll, we'll just say between a dozen to 112 or 116 or whatever, right? That's not a lot over the course of like 75, 80 years compared to how many crashes we have. But, you know, like I always point out, technology fails. It doesn't matter how advanced it is. It's going to, it's going to, it could fail sometimes. We just don't know what the reasoning is. But anyway, it says here, uh, the current, uh, Monheim is still preparing his report. Uh, and then he goes on uh, to talk about, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm going backward here. Uh, going forward, he says, uh, Coltart says, as I have confirmed both with Mr. Grush and congressional sor sources, the current inspector general was so concerned about Mr. Grush's allegations after conducting his own investigations that he referred all of them immediately to Congress, deeming all of Grush's complaints urgent and credible. See, that's a, that, that these things are not really being talked about. Instead, they go right to, you know, the mainstream media all the time, they go right to, well, where's the proof? Well, where's the proof? Uh, Anyway, continuing here, it says, I emphasize these inspector general investigations included multiple interviews with firsthand witnesses to the NHI crash retrieval and reverse engineering program known to Mr. Grush, as well as other evidence. Other firsthand witnesses have also testified to the inspector general who are not known to Mr. Grush backing his allegations. Uh, Coltar continues, for David Grush or any other witness to reveal such first-hand detail publicly would be a jailable offense because the information is protected by high-level security classifications. He has made clear there is evidence he wishes to disclose from 40-plus witnesses with direct evidence that he collected during his role as an investigator with the UAP task force for the Pentagon. There is also other evidence which he is not able to disclose publicly, but which he has disclosed in secret to the inspector general which is authorized to receive such in sensitive information so the inspector general has this information and as we know there are some people in the house right now who want the inspector general to be brought to to a house oversight committee and and, and testify on what what he's what he has learned it was just a letter sent we just talked about that recently in a previous podcast uh he also continues here coltard says uh, I have also confirmed with multiple witnesses that multiple witnesses have already given evidence under oath and secret to Congress's two powerful intelligence oversight committees, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. I have confirmed directly with congressional sources that this evidence includes multiple direct first-hand witnesses to a still secret and possibly illegal NHI crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. So the, the people have been testifying secretly to different people in Congress, different uh, committees in Congress, right, under under oath. And so that's why, this is what my belief is. I believe that a lot of people in Congress are pushing this because they have learned some things and they now know, uh, they've seen enough. They've seen enough to realize that there most certainly is a cover-up, that there most certainly is an extraterrestrial presence here and that we have been, uh, there has been a crash retrieval program and a reverse engineering program and that it's been kept from the public and Congress for decades. That's what I think that the, some people in Congress right now know, have this knowledge and, they, and, and that's why they're pushing for this. That's why they're pushing for more information. Uh, continuing here, as Congress was told nearly a month ago, in the first public hearing in the UAP in 55 years, these witnesses, including Grush, are not allowed under U.S. secrecy laws to reveal what they know publicly without 
proper authorization. They want to testify under oath, and multiple senior politicians in both the House and the Senate want that to happen. There is currently a substantial pushback from sections of the intelligence community who do not want this story investigated, and large sections of the U.S. media are complicit in letting historical stigma and ridicule toward UAP hinder the fact that this is a legitimate story with evidence that demands investigation. You know, it's so funny that he says that. You know, this is before Media Watch put out its little report with that smirking moron that I was telling you about. And it's exactly, they did it again. They did it again. Because they're idiots. They don't, they don't pick up. Here, here's a book. You know, I, here's uh, UFOs in a National Security State, Volume 1 by Richard Dolan. Okay, I was just reading some of this this morning again. Uh, pe- they need to get some books. They need to edu- the mainstream media needs to educate themselves. And then they wouldn't be sending out these smirking morons to, to talk about this stuff all the time and, and try to uh, make it look, make, make everyone who thinks this is real silly. It's actually those people who are silly. They're stupid and dumb. That's what I got to say about those people. Anyway, continuing here, um, uh, Coltart says, it is a measure of just how seriously Grush's allegations are being taken that Grush is represented by lawyer Charles McCullough, who served as the original intelligence community inspector general. McCullough sat right behind his client in the July congressional public hearing because, because he knows individuals in the intelligence community and DOD are looking for an opportunity to gag Rush and other witnesses from revealing what they know by prosecuting him for stepping outside what he has been permitted to discuss within the authority given to him by the Department of Defense's Office of Pre-Publication Security Review. So everything, everything that that Grush was talking about he the stuff that he could say publicly had to be he he the only reason he was able to say what he was able to say was because it went through this review process the defense department pre-publication security review review he he had to go through so that stuff that he was saying was cleared by them they won't let him say anything more than that because they know if you go beyond that then there's gonna more eyebrows will start getting raised uh, amongst the dum-dums who don't believe this stuff anyway c- continuing here uh, I, Coltart says, uh, I have also interviewed firsthand witnesses and several are willing to testify with the proper security protections and non-reprisal assurances about their direct knowledge of an NHI crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. So Coltart himself, he's, he's, he's been talking to, to witnesses, firsthand witnesses. That's why Coltart, like I always talk about, like I, like I feel like I'm in a position because of my own experiences. I mean, beyond the research that I've done personally, right? I've had my own experience, so I know I've, 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 seen, I've seen a creature, right? I've seen a creature and I've seen a craft, right? Two different occasions separated from each other by years. So I know that it's real, right? Coltart has done enough research that he knows. He knows. So he's he's holding a royal flush in his hands. The the smirking moron who ended up doing that report on Media Watch, that guy has seven high, eight high. He's gonna lose he's lose he's gonna lose. Coltart in the end in the final analysis will be correct. I know he's gonna be correct, because I, I you know, I, I have that same royal flush in my hands. So anyway, continuing. Uh, it says, uh, Coltart says, if you refer to pages 280 and 281 of his book in plain sight, of course, recently uh, Coltart has uh, published a new book about UFOs in plain sight. And he says, if you look at 280 and 281, you will see that I also interviewed a named firsthand witness, Nat Kobitz, who was read into a secret UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program in his senior R&D role as then director of the U.S. Navy Science and Technology Department office. Kobitz told me he was briefed that the United States 
had recovered multiple NHI craft. On one occasion, he was asked for his expert opinion on a constructed object that he believed was not capable of manufacture using any known terrestrial technology. Kobitz also introduced me to other witnesses from within the United States Legacy Crash Retrieval and Reverse Engineering Program who spoke to me in confidence. Some of those original witnesses are among the people now willing to testify under oath to Congress. From the from the tone, he goes on talking directly to Media Watch about their questions here. He says, from the tone of your questions, you appear to errantly assume that much of what is written in U.S. mainstream media on this on this subject is accurate, for there have been assertions that there is no firsthand evidence presented to support Mr. Grush's allegations or a lack of credible evidence. Those assertions are wrong. Most media continue to misunderstand and misreport the process still ongoing before secret congressional hearings and inside the Inspector General's ongoing investigation. Moreover, as my journalistic colleagues Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal reported in early June, Grush's allegations were indeed backed by corroborative insider witnesses. Their article states, intelligence officials, both active and retired, with knowledge of these programs through their work in various agencies, have independently provided similar corroborating information both on and off the record, end quote. This is a corroboration of my own experience with first-hand witnesses. So there's more people than just Grush that are talking to reporters behind the scenes privately and who have met with the Inspector General and who have met uh, with different uh, people in Congress to talk about these in in, uh, secure locations, to talk about with their knowledge. There's things going on that the mainstream media is just not talking about. Instead, we keep getting these idiotic articles, even from from the top news publications that we have. You know, New York Times, Washington Post, and publications like Media Watch, right? Anyway, continuing here. It says, Retired Army Carl Nell went on, to the, went on the record to the debrief stating of Grush, his assertion concerning the existence of a terrestrial arms race occurring sub rosa over the past 80 years focused on a reverse engineering technologies uh, technologies of unknown origin is fundamentally correct as is the indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligence in the same article a serving intelligence officer jonathan gray specializing in uap analysis at the national air and space intelligence center stated a vast array of our most sophisticated sensors including space-based platforms have been utilized by different agencies typically in triplicate to observe and accurately identify the out of this world nature performance and design of these anomalous machines which are then determined not to be of earthly origin uh, and then he has a link there to the, the brief article that, that talked about. This is that uh, Leslie Keen Ralph Blumenthal article. And then uh, Coltar continues here, here. He says, your questions make the mistake of asking if I believe that NHI alien craft have been retrieved by the United States government and are currently the subject of a secret reverse engineering program. Belief is an expression of religious faith. It is defined as, quote, an acceptance that something exists or is true, especially one without proof, end quote. So in answer to your question on belief, my belief is irrelevant. It is not the case that there is no proof at all behind Mr. Grush's allegations as your questions on belief imply. What I am doing as a journalist is investigating these allegations, those allegations, and I have verified them, as have other journalists forming a view on the basis of interviews with multiple corroborative 
direct slash firsthand witnesses. Like many scientists, senators, congressional representatives, and insider witnesses, I think it is long overdue for this issue to be properly investigated and Mr. Grush's allegations should be tested by a formal public and well-resourced inquiry. Yeah, so he's really uh, smacking them back because their, their questions are idiotic. It's the same sort of dumb questions that you would expect coming from mainstream news sources because they don't know what they don't know what they're doing. They're not they're not educated. They're they're just not educated on this, and they refuse to educate themselves on it for some reason. They just sit back and they're just they're, they're stuck in this world where they just think it's silly. They they just don't want. To, they don't even bother. They don't think it's it would uh, behoove them to pick up some books and study this. <laughs> and Coltart's completely correct here. <clears throat> he goes on, he says, the nature of your negative questions suggests that you are prejudiced by the decades of stigma and ridicule into a view that there is no basis to Mr. Grush's allegations. Bingo, yeah. They are. They're pre- it's, it's, it's already preordained. They are, we already knew, he already knew what kind of story that they want to put out there. And you saw it. They throw, they throw out the grinning moron who doesn't know what he's talking about, who thinks, who, who puts on a, 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 an illusion of being intelligent when the guy's a complete idiot. I don't know what his name is, but if you want to go check out that video, you could go check it out for yourself. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to soil my podcast with that idiocy. But yeah, that's what they do. Uh, that's how they operate. These people are complete dopes, idiots, morons, dumbbells, dum-dums, whatever name, whatever derogatory name, because you know how they stigmatize the UFO community? You, It's actually the reverse. It's all projection. That's how I view it. So you got to throw it right back in their face. Yeah, you're a dumbbell. You're stupid. You're an idiot. Don't do, Go do some research. Go home, you baby. That's what you got to do. That's what I'm doing, as you notice, anyway. Uh, continuing here. Yet... Even the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, one of the most powerful people in the United States Congress, has backed extraordinary legislation, legislative amendments that would compel disclosure of non-human intelligence and NHI technology held by the U.S. government or private aerospace. Perhaps you should be asking yourself why such a senior senator is referring to a non-human intelligence over 20 times in a bill before Congress. This proposed legis- legislation received the support of much of the bipartisan leadership of some of the most powerful senators in the Congress. What is driving that legislation is a realization among senior congressional leaders that the United States Congress has very likely been lied to and misled for decades, as Mr. Grush alleges. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. They have seen things. They know, now know that they have been getting lied to, and it's time to un- pull, pull the mask off. It's time to pull that curtain back and find out who's standing behind there. And he goes on here. In conclusion, your question, your questions convey an explicit assumption about a lack of of first-hand evidence that is totally false. I have set out here the accurate information with little expectation that Media Watch will fairly or accurately report it. The information I have detailed here should give you cause to question your snide inferences in your questions about my objectivity, and perhaps you should be questioning your own objectivity and how you report this story. There you go. Throw it right back in their face. It's their objectivity. They're just walking. They media watch is walking in here with a with a preordained uh, assumption, and they just think that it's all silly. So let's get this guy to say some stuff to us, and we'll make a fool out of him in our in the report that we throw out there. That, but it's the opposite. It's these dumbbells. You check out this video with this guy talking. You says you can see this this smirking moron for yourself. It's unbelievable. Anyway, continuing here it says my response will be posted 
online so that the millions of people worldwide who want objective coverage of UAP, including senior congressmen, staffers, and senators, as well as potential whistleblowers, can assess the fairness of the ABC's reporting. There has been, a, that's the news, uh, ABC Media Watch. There has been a critical failure to date by legacy mainstream media to properly understand or engage with this extraordinarily important story, Ross Coltart. And there's a, there's more to this, so I'll leave the link so you, you can check this stuff out for yourself. It's it's great stuff from Ross. Uh, thank you, Ross, for saying a lot well, what we're all thinking. And, and, and this is the way that we need to handle the mainstream media anymore. It's They are the dopes. They're the dummies. They're sitting there with their their eyes closed. And, the, you know, look look what's been going on ever since Grush made that came out, right? Well, what what has happened? You've, you've had a number of different morons stepping up to podiums or or t- talking to people on TV trying to make him look bad. Make Oh, yeah, this guy suffered PTSD. Uh, so, yeah, he can't be trusted. Stuff like that. That's all we're getting. But they, they forget. They don't even put include in their articles that there's other people that have been talking. 40-plus other witnesses behind the scenes talking. There's other whistleblowers besides David Grush. See, it's, it's all like... It's it's all. This is they would rather go toe the Pentagon line for whatever reason. I guess so they can maintain their contacts within the Pentagon. Who knows? Who knows what's really going on? They'd rather bring out people like Mick West, who doesn't know what he's talking. That guy, Mick West, is an idiot. He's just an idiot, right? He he really is. He's a disingenuous fool, right? They'd rather bring people on like him, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's Neil deGrasse Tyson has. He's never studied this. Why is he always brought on as an expert? What? He makes stupid statements on a regular basis. I mean, he just keeps making one dumb statement after another, after another, after another, and yet the mainstream media keeps bringing him on like he's some kind of an expert, when he's not. They should be bringing, bringing on real people that have researched this, not dumbbells. Why do they keep on bringing UFO dumbbells on TV to talk about this? Why does the Washington Post always immediately take the side of the Pentagon and say, oh, yeah, Roswell was a mogul balloon and that's it, even though there's like 150 witnesses over the decades who said it wasn't. But they go by the Air Force. The Air Force, how could you not, how could you not see this? I mean, just with with Roswell, for instance, right? The, the, The Air Force somehow mysteriously lost all the the documentation from the Roswell from 1946 to 1949 isn't that convenient and they really have nothing to really back up their claims they never have but yet on the other side of the equation there were all these witnesses saying it was a cover up i was part of the cover up i was forced to be part of the cover up and and it's been like this with everything when it comes to ufo's ever since it's always been this way but the mainstream media the, the washington post new york times all of them always toe the pentagon line they don't care what people tell them but i'm telling you right now there's something here right i know that for a fact right and these people are making fools out of themselves they've been making them fools out of themselves for a long time if if, if the, the mainstream news outlets if they really wanted to serve the public and do the right thing they would be looking at this from a they would try to be objective they are not being objective and then they go and they have the audacity to accuse Ross Coltart of not being objective. Ross Coltart st- started out on this. He was he did not believe this. He thought it was silly because he was brought up on the stigmatization just like a lot of like everybody else was. And he first started looking into us, he didn't believe it. It took time. That's what the mainstream media needs to do. They need to take the time like Ross Coltart did and figure this thing out and you will know that there's most certainly a cover up. There is a cover up. And there is a presence here on this planet that is not that is extraterrestrial in nature. It's not human. And they have technology that exceeds anything that we've got. 
And and for people like Neil deGrasse Tyson to make stupid statements like, well, everyone with their cell phones, right? If everyone had their cell phone, with all the cell phones out there, we, we would have, there would, the evidence would be here. Well, how does he know that? How does he know that? We could be just as stupid as a herd of deer is to us. As, and that's how we could be just as stupid as a herd of deer is to us, to them. They, 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 they might have... They might be a hundred steps ahead of us. They might, we they make it hard for us to to get the proof that we need. They don't want us to know that they're here. They don't want for whatever reason. Obviously, it's very it's very difficult to get to to get evidence on something that's more intelligent than you. Just like it would be difficult for uh, you know s- some dolphins out in, living in the ocean someplace to get evidence to bring back home. And, hey, look at there's human beings out there. Did you know that? They're just not going to, we're, we're always, they're, they're, we're always going to be a step ahead of, of dumb beasts here. Just like these beings coming here, are, they're going to be steps ahead of us. But they don't think of these things. They just can't imagine it because they, they, they think we're, we're already smart or something, that we're the smartest things that, there, that, that could possibly exist in the universe. We are not. Again, less than 200 years ago, doctors weren't washing their hands before they did operations. It's, yeah, I, I just can't believe that like, like the stupid comments coming from supposedly intelligent people on a regular basis. Uh, it's just incredible, isn't it? It's incredible. It drives you nuts. It's maddening. How could they not see this? And, and how could you just c- completely discount all of the uh, testimony just from the, the experiences related just by regular people? All the time on a regular basis. I just heard another thing was uh, that the, the grass Tyson says, "How come these things only hang around military bases?" That's that's not the case. There's hasn't he? Where's he been? There's people. I was in my room when a little kid and there was a little being traipsing around. It wasn't human. It only had three ha- three fingers on its hand. I, I, it's unbelievable the stuff that they say. Obviously, some of these people should not be on TV. Should not be talking about this because what they're doing is they're they're. It, it's like they're. We're never going to get anywhere like this. They're making people stupid with their own stupidity. You know, you put someone on who's supposedly supposed to know about these things, and and people who's not who aren't uh, invested in this, who don't think about it much, and they hear this. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, why would they be just hanging around military bases? That's not the case, though. There have been people who have been abducted. They they show up wherever they want, whenever they want. Look at the 1994 aerial school incident, where a craft landed. Little sixty little kids saw this craft land, and aliens come out communicated telepathically with some of the kids don't they know about these stories where's the mainstream media on this well how how come they completely how could they completely dismiss this did they ever hear about it what about the turkey ufo videos that's proof of of, of, that's evidence isn't it it was looked at by four by uh, experts in four different countries but how come that's not ever talked about by people like neil degrasse tyson or mick west Right, and why why are they bringing on Mick West on these shows for? He's a video game programmer. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's never really investigated this. He has no idea no idea what he's talking about. It's very maddening. Very maddening. How come they're not bringing on people who really know about what's who've studied this, who have some sort of an understanding about this subject, who who who've talked to people? What about David Jacobs, who's investigated alien abductions? How come he's never brought on mainstream news channels on a regular basis? Why is it always Neil deGrasse Tyson? What about Richard Dolan, historian, who's written books on this, uh, numerous books on this? Uh, well, why why not bring people on that know what they're talking about that have really investigated this subject? It's terrible. It's terrible. 
And now Ross Coltart, and, and then what happens is, the, what they instead they do, you have a reporter here who's, who's come to the realization, yeah, there's a cover-up. Yeah, look at this information. How could you deny it? And here, he's coming out, and they're, they're, they're going to attack him and try to drag his name through them and make him look like a fool because they don't believe it themselves. They go, they go in. It's all preordained, preconceived. They already know what they're doing. They, they, they had an idea before they even contacted Ross on what they were going to do. And then they did. He didn't, he didn't respond, respond to them the way they wanted to, but they did the story anyway the way they would have done it. Again, and they bring out the smirking moron in a suit and tie, and then people, well, okay, the smirking mor, okay, smirking moron in suit and tie just told me that it's all ridiculous. So I guess, uh, I guess he must be right because he's on TV and he's wearing a smirk, uh, he's wearing a suit and tie, and he's had a stupid smirk on his face, and the guy's a dope. But I'll believe him. And I'll, even though there's people out there doing real research and they're not given any sort of credence. Uh, it, that's what it seems like. There's only been only one real channel. I think on, on, of all the cable channels that have been covering this, it's been News Nation. They're the only ones that have been really giving this a fair shake uh, recently. Finally, it's about time that these other ones get on board. I, I, I think that the people at News Nation have uh, recognized that this is an important. Some somebody there. I, I, I gotta. Get, I don't know who it is, right? But somebody in the background, somebody who's pulling the strings at News Nation, figured out. You know what? I, even if it could, could be for the wrong reasons too. We don't know what the thinking is at News Nation, right? But whatever the reason is, somebody there realized that, hey, you know what? UFOs is something we should be focusing on. And let's give the, uh, the, the pro-UFO crowd the, the, the upper hand here. Let's, let's give them a chance to talk and make their points, right? They, they've been doing that. That's what they've been doing. Of course, they do bring on the idiots, too. But for the most part, they've been giving it a... They've, it's been more objective, way more objective than anything else that you've seen from any of the other uh, cable news channels. Way more objective. So I'll give News Nation credit in, in that respect. They all need to be like that. And where's the Washington Post, right? With their, with their crack investi investigative teams. They should be looking in this. How could they not be doing that? It doesn't make any sense to me. When I know that they're wrong, I know I'm right. How could they, how come they're all this time, they just continue to toe the Pentagon line and pretend there's nothing to all this? Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me. Until next time.